It's not just congressional Republicans that have some questions to answer here. It's the FBI and the Justice Department because this confidential human source was a trusted informant. They relied on him for more than 10 years. And only now are they saying, oh, he's a liar and we're indicting him for lying. They need to explain that. Who, who is duped within the FBI here? Yeah, the, uh, the esteemed FBI in the spotlight again. And uh, once again, uh, looking like a homeless junkie under a bridge. But guess what happened next? The FBI informant that they arrested and treated like a terrorist and grabbed him at Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas, Nevada. What a criminal enterprise it is the Democrats have. Well, this trusted FBI informant, highly paid FBI informant out of Ukraine that narked out the Biden family for getting all kinds of money from Burisma, the gas company, and and other Ukrainians, the trusted informant, they say, oh, no, he knows Russians. Well, it's Ukraine, moron, you know? Uh, I've got brothers in Illinois. They know people in Wisconsin, and, uh, you know, they talk and everything. That's uh, how that works. And also, he's supposed to be a confidential informant. That means he he works his sources, and he provides information that's useful. And you wouldn't be very useful if you didn't talk to any damn Russians when you're in Ukraine, would you? Um, although Joe Biden has decided today, and this is an amazing story, I still want to get to this, that they're going to impose sanctions on Russia today uh, because turns out they didn't impose a lot of sanctions. While they told us that they were imposing crippling sanctions on Russia, they still have at least 500 more people and institutions to sanction, and they say they're going to hobble their war machine two years into the war. Hey, good idea. Why didn't I think of that? We live in very corrupt times. Our government is very corrupt. The Democrat Party is very corrupt. And the news media is more corrupt. It's uh, sad that we have to say that. But let me give you the update on this because there is an update. It turns out that uh, Smirnov is his name. His his partner is Stolshanaya. It's uh, Smirnov and Stolshanaya. The the ex-FBI informant, uh, the media now calls him the ex-FBI informant. I guess they're, now that they've arrested him uh, for narking out the Biden family, I guess he's an ex-FBI informant. So is the FBI still paying him, even though does he have a contract, anything like that? What does his agent say? Does he have an agent? Because maybe he should have an agent. Well, guess what? They've arrested him again. They arrested him. He made bail. They seized his passports. I talked about it a couple of days ago. And uh, now they've arrested him again because they say, oh, no, he might flee. Well, didn't you discuss that the first time around when you seized his passports? And you let him go? Of course they did. That's what the whole thing was about. But they let him go. Now, the FBI has arrested him again because they continue to humiliate themselves. And, uh, and you know, they appear to be a very Soviet-style organization. Corrupt, incompetent. Uh, which FBI agents were handling this revered Ukrainian FBI informant for more than a decade and how did they not see through his uh, fraud? And was he feeding him fake information the whole time? Or is it just that one thing about the Biden family getting money out of Ukraine? Huh? And you remember that the Democrats were very upset last year because Republicans on Capitol Hill wanted to speak to this FBI informant behind closed doors in secret. And the Democrats screamed and cried and pounded the table and soiled their undergarments and, and said, oh, no, the Republicans will reveal his identity. 
Well, now the Democrats can't wait to put videotape of him on television and tell you where he is and put him in jail. Oh, wait a minute. We, we have an update. Um, uh, Smirnoff has just been found dead in his jail cell. He hanged himself, and, and there, the cameras weren't working, and there are no guards around anywhere. And, um, I'm sorry. That was Jeffrey Epstein. We'll have to get back to you on this one. Ex-FBI informant charged with lying about Biden's business dealings. Rearrested. He's been rearrested. Smirnoff is charged with lying about Burisma executives paying Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million each around 2015. Well, he's an informant. It's like being a reporter. You're only as good as your sources. And at the Washington Post, they've got a lot of bad sources. They're all anonymous, but they turn out to be wrong an awful lot. Like, uh, you know, Russian collusion. How about that going on for three years? A former FBI informant who was arrested last week on charges of lying to the Bureau about Biden's alleged business dealings with Ukrainian energy company was rearrested on Thursday after a judge, was one of these Trump judges, after a judge deemed him a flight risk. Well, the last judge deemed him a flight risk too, and that's why they seized his passports. He lives in uh, Nevada. And what they, they think he's going to go sneak across our southern border and go into Mexico? What's, what's he going to do? Alexander Smirnov, 43 years old, was released by Nevada judge earlier this week. A California judge ordered him arrested again on Thursday after federal prosecutors, Joe Biden's little henchman, argued that Smirnov, who holds dual U.S.-Israeli citizenship, was a flight risk. We already learned that they seized both of his passports. The informant, and they're very anti-Semitic, the Biden administration and the Biden Justice Department, they hate the Jews. The informant, Alexander Smirnov, is, quote, actively peddling new lies that could impact U.S. elections. Yeah, and we depend on the CIA and the FBI to corrupt our elections and the IRS because that's what Barack Obama did with the IRS corrupting our 2012 presidential election, then the, uh, the FBI uh, corrupting our, our 2016 election. And Hillary Clinton would tell you that the FBI corrupted, corrupted the 2016 election, right? Because, you know, Democrats, they're, they're kind of amazing. And then John Penitentiary faced Brennan and the CIA, the 51, the felonious 51, signed on to that lie letter, Uh, about the laptop having all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. That was a lie. They should all be in prison. They tampered with our election. And uh, when they go to prison, I'm uh, going to ask that the security cameras be turned off and the guards leave their tier, leave their tier, their cell block and their tier. Amazing. So now they're saying he's actively peddling new lies. Lies, all lies, I say. And federal prosecutors uh, said Wednesday as they appealed to a judge to keep him behind bars ahead of trial on charges, alleging he lied to the FBI. Well, the FBI lies to us all the time about a phony multi-million dollar bribery scheme involving the Bidens. Why don't you guys investigate that? Have you investigated that, found that to be untrue? And a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, which uh, we know, uh, not in dispute, paid Hunter Biden just shy of $1 million a year for a no-show job on their board. And that's fine. No big deal. His criminal buddy, Hunter Biden's criminal buddy, Devin Archer, 
who uh, fleeced a Native American Indian tribe to the tune of about $60 million. This is how these guys get rich. They're gangsters. They're criminals. And that's fine. The latest charges were filed in Los Angeles, meaning if his case goes to, goes to trial, that's where the case will be. Well, wait a minute, not Nevada anymore? So they also moved the venue to where they have left-wing judges already in place, ready to do the bidding of the Biden family and the Democrat Party. Several sealed entries were listed in the court's docket, but no additional details about his return to custody were immediately available. Why not? Smirnoff is charged with making false statements and creating false and fictitious record. Wow. And that's the job of our government, not the people that they pay. Yes, sir. Man, oh man. According to attorneys David Chesnoff and Richard Schoenfeld, Smirnov was arrested Thursday morning at their law firm offices in downtown Las Vegas on the same charges. The lawyers did not immediately respond to phone text messages for further comment. Come on. So he's, he's in the slammer, and now he's getting out. Uh, did they put him in a prison just north of the Arctic Circle? Is this a gulag where uh, he will not make it out alive because, you know, what was it that Joe Biden said? Nobody beeps with a Biden right? That's what Joe Biden said. And his enemies end up being arrested and, and uh, you know, you, you uh, uh, sexually assault Tara Reid, as Joe Biden did when she was a staffer in his Senate office. And uh, she came forward when he's running for president again. And she, in the end, was so terrorized that she ended up moving out of the country. Where did she move, Michael? Russia. She moved to Russia. Why Russia? Well, it's another Russian connection. It's more Russian collusion. I got to tell you, Russia, Ukraine, the Biden family, the Democrats, just amazing stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. Our, uh, our corrupt news media includes CBS News. Now, I grew up in a CBS News family. In the interest of full disclosure, my, uh, my stepfather who I called dad, um, Bill Plant, was a CBS News correspondent for 52 years, for, for network news for 52 years, starting with Walter Cronkite. And, and uh, he covered the White House from the beginning of Ronald Reagan's presidency to the end of Barack Obama's presidency. And uh, CBS News, I just want to say that because the news today involves CBS News. CBS in hot water over alleged seizing of star journalist Catherine Herridge's reporting files. Why would they do that? She's a real news reporter. She was at Fox News, and uh, she reports the news as she finds it as a journalist. She's a real reporter. And she's not, as far as I know, a political person at all. I've met her a handful of times, and she's wonderful. CBS senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge reportedly had her files, records, and computers seized by the company after she was laid off this month. That means fired. A spokesperson for CBS, however, insisted in a statement to Mediaite, left-wing rag, that the company had not gone through Herridge's materials, that's a separate question, and was holding them for her lawyers. Why would her lawyers be involved? Why are you holding them? And if you're holding them, that means you seized them 
So the CBS spokesperson opened with a lie, and the lefties at Mediaite are happy to perpetuate the lie. That's what they do. They call themselves liberals. According to several reports, Catherine Herridge, who was investigating President Joe Biden at the time of her dismissal, was prohibited by CBS from taking her notes and other files, which is extremely abnormal, in fact, unheard of, including documents presumed to contain confidential information from sources when she was, quote, laid off. The New York Post, citing sources close to the network, reported on Thursday that Heritage files most likely contain confidential materials from Heritage stints from both Fox News and CBS and may contain privileged conversations she had with her lawyers or the identities of sources, you know, sources and methods. So why did CBS grab her files? Huh. Well, she was investigating uh, the Biden administration, and she's a really just a first-rate investigative reporter, and any news organization would be lucky to have her. But the people at CBS, not so good. Heritage Heritage had encountered roadblocks from higher-ups over her Hunter Biden coverage, had also clashed with CBS News president Ingrid Cypriot, Cyprian Matthews. She used to be at uh, CNN when I was at uh, CNN. She was at CNN New York. Ingrid, I used to talk to Ingrid every now and then. Now she's the president of CBS News, and apparently she is a, uh, a Biden person. Uh, and uh, according to the New York Post, she clashed with Ingrid Cyprian Matthews, a sharp-elbowed executive who was investigated and cleared in 2021 over favoritism and discriminatory hiring and management practices, as the New York Post had previously reported. A second source speculated that the network may think Herridge had information in her files that could lead to a lawsuit for wrongful termination. Well, I got to tell you, Ingrid, um, uh, return the files. And I think it was Britt Hume that wrote yesterday, He's been in the news business for quite some time, but he's never heard of anything like this. I have never heard of anything like this. I've been around this for 30 years. I've never heard of anything like this. And she was investigating Joe Biden and Biden family corruption. And now all of her files, her laptops, everything taken by CBS fake news. Wow. Jonathan Turley, legal scholar, former CBS legal analyst, who first broke the news of the Heritage documents being seized wrote in an opinion piece in The Hill, said the timing of the journalist's termination raised suspicions. She was pursuing stories that were unwelcome by the Biden White House and many Democrat powerhouses, including having to do with the Her report, which the Justice Department still has not handed over to the Congress, even though they're required to do so, because the only law that applies to Joe Biden is the law of gravity. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Now, I, uh, I remember when CBS hired Catherine Herridge from Fox News. I and a lot of other people commented, wow, maybe CBS News is interested in doing real reporting if they're hiring her. And uh, now all that's been turned upside down. And uh, they look terrible. Uh, and the president of CBS News, a woman, a former CNN New York assignment desk woman, uh, it all looks very bad. Now, I would hope and I, I, I might assume that she has all this stuff backed up uh, somewhere, you would think. And they're saying that she's got her personal health, you know, violating HIPAA laws and her health uh, insurance privacy stuff. And, um, and that, uh, but this stinks. This whole thing stinks. CBS and the CBS News president woman seizing all this stuff really looks bad. Uh, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Steve calling from Annandale, Virginia. Stephen, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Chris, you're a great American. Listen, <laughs> if uh, you and I both believe Joe Biden is not going to be on the Democrat ticket, uh-huh. but yet, yet he's out fleecing people for donations. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? What's the deal? Uh, you know, they, they've got to maintain the facade. It's the Potemkin Biden village. They're telling us that he's the candidate. And as I understand it, Joe Biden is fighting uh, tooth and nail to stay because he thinks he's fine, which is more proof of mental incapacity, of course. But the Democrat Party, you know, if they could get him reelected, I think they'd be happy to do it because he's just their sock puppet, right? Why are they campaigning? Because everything's a lie. And and they've got a real problem with Kamala, too. How do they uh, sidestep her? Oh, she's, they just toss her under the bus. They don't care about her. They give her something that'll make her really rich. Um, eh, she's got money. That's fine. But what happens to his campaign money after he drops out? You know, that's always a great question, isn't it? I, uh, you know, uh, I, I've got to check that every time because I think they get to keep a lot of it, don't they, Steve? I think so. Yeah. It's another, yeah, it's another uh, scandal. Yeah, I wonder if he's been fundraising from Ukrainians in California at $250,000 a head. No big deal. Uh, let's get uh, the, uh, you know, the Democrats are all Russian operatives and they're communists. Oh, wait a minute. Those are the Democrat Party's talking points about the Republicans. Can I uh, borrow their talking points? Is that allowed? Or will the FBI raid my home in a, a pre-dawn raid and shoot my dog? I don't have a dog. But if I did, I'm pretty sure the FBI would shoot it in a, you know, in a pre-dawn raid. Uh, let's go to Lunch Bucket Joe because he continues to embarrass us as Americans. His uh, brain is no good. The, uh, the headline uh, is uh, pretty remarkable, actually, that um, Biden meets with Alexei Navalny's family in sensitively arranged meeting. That's the headline in uh, the media. And uh, wow, isn't that amazing? And the other headline in the New York Post, because they actually cover the news, 
is Biden meets Alexei Navalny's widow, Yulia, Yulia, and calls her Yolanda. Now, he didn't call her Yolanda while they were sitting in the same room. He waited a minute. They walked out, and then they found another loud place for Joe Biden to be where he's really hard to hear. And then they asked him a couple of nonsensical questions, and, and he proved that he's a moron once again. It's uh, pretty amazing stuff. Let's go to it's uh, soundbite numero uno, as they say at the DNC. And he met with the family of the, you know, the Putin opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, who they then arrested like uh, the Biden administration is trying to arrest. And, well, they have arrested uh, Donald Trump, and they're trying to put him in jail for 641 years. They, uh, they've arrested the FBI informant from Ukraine and then rearrested him and thrown him in prison without bail and with no way out because they say he lied to the FBI, and we all know it's the FBI's job to lie to us. You can't lie to them or they'll, they'll uh, put you in cuffs and uh, beat you over the head and put you in jail with no video cameras and no guards, no guards around. But here's Joe Biden uh, being asked, hey, how'd the meeting with uh, Yulia, Yulia Navalny go? Did it go really well? This morning I had the honor of meeting with Alexei Navalny's wife and daughter. As you state the obvious, he was a man of incredible courage. And it's amazing how his wife and daughter are emulating that. It's amazing how his wife and daughter are emulating the, the courage of Alexei Navalny. And he was a brave man, and the communists killed him because that's what the communists do. That's what the communists have always done. Putin is a communist, even though a lot of leftists and the New York Times like to pretend, but I repeat myself, that he's not a communist. He's a a career KGB and Stasi officer who tortured and murdered people all his professional life because that's what the government he grew up with was fond of doing. And now our government is galloping in that direction too, targeting their political enemies with the IRS and the FBI and the intelligence community and corrupting our presidential elections and uh, targeting and jailing their political enemies and the, the most exhaustive FBI operation in the history of the FBI is the January 6th operation where they're battering down doors in Alaska and pre-dawn raids and arresting uh, Donald Trump's uh, administration officials at airports and and on and on in pre-dawn raids with CNN outside. We are very much like the Soviet Union today because of the corruption of the left corrupting our institutions, the FBI and the CIA with the communist and all that stuff. And uh, here's Joe Biden after he met with Yulia Navalny. We're going to be announcing the sanctions against Putin, who is responsible for his death, tomorrow. And uh, one thing I made that was made clear to me is that uh, Yolanda is going to, she's going to continue to Yolanda. fight the fight on the way. We're not letting up. Thank you. Yolanda uh, is Yulia. Uh, she's Russian not African-American. Joe Biden is a maroon and shouldn't be the president of the United States because he's an embarrassment to Western civilization and to uh, freedom-loving people everywhere. I'm sorry, Yolanda? Yolanda is going to, she's going to continue to fight. Yolanda's going to continue to fight whoever Yolanda is. <laughs> He is a disgrace. And he said that they're 
today going to announce, this was yesterday, and he said tomorrow, that's today, we're going to announce sanctions, 500 sanctions against Russia. But they've been telling us for the last two years that they have inflicted and imposed record sanctions, hobbling sanctions, crippling sanctions on Putin and Russia, then how could there be 500 individuals and organizations left to sanction? How is that possible? Does that make sense? That really doesn't make sense. They said they're going to target Putin's war machine with sanctions. Wow. I just slapped my forehead with the heel of my hand. We're two years into the war. You've been talking about the hobbling sanctions, and now you got 500 new sanctions to be imposed today, right? And you're going to hobble Putin's war machine. Why didn't you do this two years ago? People might ask, but the Washington Post won't ask that, and CNN won't ask that, because... They're just not in the news business. Uh, some of them used to be in the news business, but they're really not in the news business. These, these people are an embarrassment. Um, but now 500 new sanctions. And guess who came out to announce? A, uh, a senior State Department official in the Biden administration who was a senior State Department official in the Obama-Biden administration and she came out to say, oh, these new sanctions, boy, this is really going to hurt him. Now it'll really be hard to wage war against Ukraine. Maybe you should have done this two years ago. We will have a crushing new package of sanctions. Crushing. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Hundreds uh, and in hundreds. In the next couple of days. Some and of hundreds. them will be targeted at uh, folks directly involved folks. in Navalny's death. Uh, the, the vast majority of them, though, are designed to uh, further attrit Putin's war machine to close uh, gaps in the sanctions regime that, that he has been able to evade. You know, folks, uh, first of all, what a crock. Um, and you're going to attrit his war machine? Do you think maybe that could have been done a year ago? Now that there are 315,000 Russians and nearly 200,000 Ukrainians dead in the war, and you as a State Department official, one of our chief diplomats, not calling for a ceasefire, there are no peace talks underway, there are no efforts to save human lives by the hundreds of thousands, and again, I figured this out earlier this week, the reason they're happy to have the Russia-Ukraine war go on and on is because they're white people on both sides. So there is no critical race theory component like there is with those dastardly Jews and the poor, innocent Hamas terrorists who are the victims in all of this, even though they're the savages, the butchers, the rapists, the torturers, the murderers, uh, all that stuff. But the Democrats are on the side of Hamas. Isn't that amazing? So uh, we should ask Yolanda about the, uh, about the new, well, who's Yolanda? Well, there is no Yolanda, but never mind that. So now they're saying Ukraine, the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, Man, I I am telling you, 500 new sanctions, some of them against people that are directly responsible for the Navalny death. Really, how many people could be directly responsible for that? 500 new sanctions, and we're going to 
hobble Putin's war machine. Wow. Uh, what do you say? What do you even say to that? It's about time. What, what do you say? Mm-mm-mm. Just amazing. Yes, sir. In the meantime, Ukraine probing over 122,000 suspected war crimes. Prosecutors tell the Reuters news agency. Extraordinary. Amazing. Just crazy. They are nuts. Also, the White House accuses House Speaker, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, of aiding Iran in latest Ukraine aid push. Once again, that's Joe Biden's job to aid Iran. He sent billions of dollars to the Ayatollahs so that they murder, they may murder more people. Uh, just extraordinary stuff. Now, you may remember Victoria Nuland. Um, she was a, an Obama State Department official, and she's the one that, that, oops, gave away the keys to the candy store. She's talking about the Russian technique and Russian, Russian tricks where uh, they accuse you of doing whatever they're doing, whatever they're guilty of. And once you understand that that's a Soviet playbook trick, and you look at the political landscape in the United States of America, you see that the Democrat Party has adopted the Soviet-slash-Russian playbook. It is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. And they have lifted very directly from the Russian, really Soviet playbook, to short-circuit short circuit any debate, any discussion of your being guilty of anything, because they accuse you first of being guilty of what they are doing or what they are about to do, so that when you accuse them of it, you kind of look like an idiot because they've already accused you of and and it, it just muddies the waters, and it's a form of psychological warfare, and the Democrat Party has adopted that playbook, and certainly that play is one of their favorites. That's one of their favorite plays. I wonder what Yolanda would think about that. What is it? What do you think, Yolanda? Let's uh, find Yolanda and see what Yolanda thinks. Yolanda. Yolanda is gonna. She's gonna continue to, to fight. Yeah, Yolanda is gonna continue the fight. And they always bring him someplace that was in a parking garage with big fans behind him. Uh, they couldn't get the helicopter in there. They would have done that. Uh, just amazing. Just amazing stuff. Yeah, and the Biden White House accusing the Speaker of the, of the House of helping Iran. And the reason is that they're not forking over another $60 billion for the war in Ukraine without condition and with nobody keeping tabs on where $60 billion are going and with nobody calling for peace talks or for a ceasefire. Why is that? Why is that? It's just white people. Critical race theory doesn't come into play when you have Ukrainians fighting Russians and Russians fighting Ukrainians. Critical race theory does come into play when Israel is defending itself against a genocidal terrorist army known as Hamas. And Joe Biden is planning on giving billions of dollars to Hamas in the middle of this. In this bill, with the $60 billion for Ukraine, there are billions for the Palestinians. Billions for Israel because the United States must fund both sides of every war. And again, why are there any sanctions left to be imposed on Russia two years into the row and, and, and two years into the war? And uh, Victoria Newland with the Russian playbook saying, oh yeah, they'll be hobbling to the war machine. So you haven't 
been trying to hobble Russia's war machine for the last two years, and nobody asks a question about it. Now, speaking of nobody asking a question about it, you're more likely to get a real question put to Vladimir Putin than you are to have a real question put to Joe Biden. The Soviet media, pardon me, the Russian media, is probably a better media than the American news media, and these guys might actually be killed. You know, reporters have been murdered by Putin in Russia. A nice woman in the lobby of her building in Moscow shot to death. Uh, other people thrown from rooftops and, and out of windows on high floors of buildings. But here's a Russian reporter asking Putin because apparently they learned that Joe Biden, who curses all the time, called Vladimir Putin a bad name, called him an SOB, but the long form. Sorry, that was Yolanda again. President Biden. President Biden. The U.S. President Biden has made a rude remark about you again. Rude. Rude, yes. I don't want to quote it, but he is the United States president. He called you a crazy son of a Listen, we talked not long ago, and you asked who would be preferred as future president of the United States. I said that we would work with any president, but I suppose that for us, for Russia, Biden is more preferable. Ah, yes, he still prefers Biden. He is uh, just uh, just great. Putin, with ironic smile, praises Biden calling for calling him a crazy SOB. The Reuters news agency abbreviated it there. Guy Falconbridge. And uh, the reporter putting the question to Putin says, Biden called you a crazy uh, son of beep. And uh, Putin smiles and said, yeah, well, he still prefers Biden. And then the left-wing media, they lie to us again, and they say, well, that's because everything Putin says is the opposite of what he means. So what that really means when he endorses Biden repeatedly, uh, that means that's him endorsing Trump repeatedly. This is George Orwell's nightmare, our news media. Just awful, just terrible. Crazy man, crazy. Yeah, but I still prefer, still prefer Biden. That's because... He knows that Trump would kick his Russian butt, and Biden is just rolling over. I mean, again, we're two years into the war, and now they're coming up with hundreds of sanctions that they think might hobble Putin's war machine. Why now? And more importantly, why not two years ago? Why not one year ago? Why not six months ago? Why not three months ago? Why not last month? Why now? Because Navalny was killed? He's killed lots of other people in the last two years. He blew up that other guy in his airplane. You didn't put sanctions in to to hobble his war machine then? That seems quite peculiar to me. All right, we've uh, we've still got a lot of uh, Democrat crazy to get to, of course, but... Right now, let's go to the telephone. You remember the fake uh, Joe Biden robocall telling people not to vote? I've got an update in the primaries. I've got an update for you on that. And it's more Democrat criminal uh, activity because they're the left. But but right now, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Larry calling from Potomac, Maryland. Larry, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hello, Chris. How are you today? I'm great, Larry. Thank you. Good, good, good. Listen, uh, you know, with regard to this FBI informant Smirnoff who they've arrested, uh, the fact that they've arrested him guarantees that he has things that uh, they don't want him to say. Uh, 
you know, it reminds me of another well-informed FBI source who, uh, by the name of Christopher Steele, who back in 2015-16 told the FBI all kinds of lies uh, and Russian disinformation. And not only did he not get arrested, but they opened an FBI investigation on Trump because of it. So... Uh, as you say, the double standard uh, is the only standard the left has. And uh, I guarantee you the fact that they've arrested this guy and they don't want him out, and they've arrested him twice now, means that he he does have things that they, they don't want him to say. And oh, by the way, uh, w- since when is giving intelligence a lie? I mean, it, it, it may or may not be true, but, uh, you know, it, it isn't something that you arrest somebody for. Uh, unless you have some evidence that it was manufactured by design to mislead the FBI, and they don't have that, but we certainly have that with regard to Christopher Steele. So it's just uh, uh, unbelievable. You are 100% correct. And were it not for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all as true every day of the year. And you're right that if you have a source uh, working as an intelligence operative, which is what we're talking about here with Smirnoff, Uh, He gives you the information that he gets. And earlier today, I compared it to a reporter being only as good as their sources. Now, the FBI, they have Smirnoff as a source, but Smirnoff has uh, the people that he talks to as sources, and uh, he is, and his information, only as good as his sources. And how that becomes a felony that will put you in prison for decades. I got to say, Larry, uh, if Smirnoff dies in prison, which wouldn't come as a complete surprise. And now they're saying he's spreading new lies, and that's why they had to arrest him. And he's a flight risk, even though they took his passports. If he dies in prison like Alexei Navalny, I guess Putin is going to have to uh, impose sanctions on us. You know, if he dies like Jeffrey Epstein did. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 